Um, okay, I'm, um, gosh, I always get nervous. I don't have a way of really? starting out podcasts. Oh, see, with my sister, we just... Uh, I we we do have to think of an opening every time, do so we'll, we'll think of some you random think thing. Of some, yeah, we, oh, well, okay. I, well, we think we think of it like maybe two seconds before, and then I'll be she'll be like, "Do you have an opening?" And I'll be like, "No, <laughs> yes," and I'll come up with one really and fast. You'll just have so one. yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's the opening. Yeah, it works okay. Out, yeah. Well, I'll start by introducing you. I that don't always. Good. Sometimes I go a long way in before I remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when I introduced your aunt Judy Meyer, the oh, yeah. science fiction writer, mm-hmm. I said her name wrong. Oh, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> did she correct you? She did. Good. That sounds like her. You did. <laughs> so you, you are. You passed the test. You did. You are Betsy Bird. I no, am Betsy Known Bird. as Betsy Bird. You yes. have other names. I do, but mostly Betsy Bird. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have um, written six books. Yes. Well, yes. I have to keep track because uh, I have another one that's coming out uh, next year. So, seven. <gasps> really? Soon. Yeah. That's nice. A picture book. So, yeah. That is great. And you're here working on a young adult book. Oh, no. Middle grade. Middle grade. Middle grade. Okay, Nine to 12-year-olds. Yes. I don't touch YA. Yeah. No, 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 too, no, too teen, no teen for me. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. And you came to the River Shack. Mm-hmm. To, I did. To, in hopes of being productive. Yes. Because I have found I cannot be productive in my own home. There are too many distractions. You wouldn't believe how many times a person can stand up and stare at a tomato plant in their backyard and that in the course you. of a week. That, that was that was you. that would be me uh, yeah. this last summer, where I was like, "I'll work from home. It's close by, and I own all my own food." And then, yeah, I'm like, "Wow, the tomato plant's really growing fast today." <laughs> it's like any distraction. Well, any I was going to blame your children. Or no, your no, 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 no. They're in camp. You know, he works from home, but he works at his computer. Yeah, no, I can find distractions anywhere if I want to. So coming to a cabin where they're are distractions in that there's a lovely river, but I don't have... It's not doing anything. It doesn't change significantly. I don't have to go out to it to check it. So okay. that's, that's I thought good. you might, though, because I actually do go out to check it, and I always say hello to it. It was raining. Oh, I couldn't check oh, it because perfect. it was raining. It was wonderful. It was like, I can't do anything. It's disgusting out there. So it was really the perfect retreat. Yeah. So how productive were you? I was very productive. Uh, I'll have to check my notes. I, I did say how much I got done. So let's see here. Yes, I got 106 pages, 29,407 words. <gasps> so that's pretty good. Double-spaced pages. Don't make the pages aren't that impressive, but they're double-spaced. But uh, How yeah. many of those words will remain in the final version? I'll be lucky if it's half. <laughs> I know. I was just mm-hmm. thinking in my most recent book, I bet there's not a sentence. I've, I've written it. this book before. Uh-huh. Um and it hasn't gone well. So I was rewriting the whole thing oh, from, and scratch. from scratch. Though I have so many different iterations, I would occasionally be like, oh, I'd like, I know I did a good description of this scene. I can keep that. So I'd find that description, pluck it out, put it in. And then later I'm like, oh, no, wait, how does, wait, what is that? How did I describe that clue before? I found it from another revision, picked that one up, put that one in. So it's a little, it's a little hodgepodgey nice. sometimes, but it worked out. Nice. Can you, do you have a, a running title or anything like that? Or? At the moment, I just changed it again for maybe the th- 13th time. Right now, the working title is The Lost Library Legacy. <gasps> nice. Yes. So it is, uh, it is based on the fact that um, for a long time, there were 32 apartments in New York City's public library branches. So 32 families living in libraries because they were coal-based furnaces and you needed a maintenance worker there 24-7. 
So they would just make apartments for them. So these kids just grew up in these apartments. So my premise is that they never stopped and that uh, this kid has just moved into one of these apartments and discovers that in the past, these kids had their own little secret society in the library and, uh, and they have some sort of treasure and that she and her friend, but it's been lost. And so she and her friends have to go around New York City finding these clues uh, solving, and it all has to do with children's literature clues. So, you know, the Eloise portrait, the music box in Winnie the Pooh, the actual doll's tummy, uh, you know, all the, you know, Purabelle praise puppets, all that stuff. That so. sounds great. It's very fun. And you would think it would be easy to write, but it is not because turns out mysteries are not easy to write, oh. apparently. Oh, Agatha Christie lied to us. Yeah. It was a mist. It's it is a mystery. It's a mystery, yeah. but it's also finding clues. So you have to make up the clues. Yeah. You have to make up the riddles. You have to make them right. fair. Uh, all that stuff. So yeah. that's tricky. will there be any pictures in it? I don't know. Because sometimes middle grade does have little. Well, sometimes you have spot illustrations. Yeah. I don't know. I think that yeah. would be up to the publisher. Right. Um, right. That's not. Sometimes they business. deem them too young if that happens. So oh. it's you know, do they want more of a classic feel, and then you put in the spot illustrations, or do they want more of an appeal to the 12, 13 year olds yes. where pictures are babyish. So I'm excited about this book. We'll see. We'll see if it actually gets anywhere this time. I've I've loved it for a long time and I think I finally have an in with it. You know, I worked for New York Public Library for eleven years and I knew I know all about the secret tunnels under the main library. I used to work there. I know I know about the secret hat room where, you know, the big stone lions have different hats. There is a room just for their hats. Their baseball <laughs> caps, their top hats, their tiaras. There reads. There's a little room underneath the library where all that stuff is kept. So I have all this sort of behind-the-scenes knowledge from NYPL that I can use. So nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know the. You know, not that I'm enjoying your pain. Ah. But you're that you're struggling a little because I just spent some time with some of your fellow children's books. Writers. Yes, you you hung out with Emmy, my illustrator, David yep, Small. David Small yeah. and Emmy Kastner, and they told me this story about you. They said, "Oh boy, oh it just takes her an afternoon to that's, write a book." That's David's theory. I and somehow because um, you know David Small and I did a book, Long Road to the Circus, together. And Which I was had, wildly successful and a fabulous book. I like what you say, and. He, I wrote it as a picture book for him, and then he put me off and said, I see it more as a middle grade novel. And then he swears I came back a year later with a full novel. This is not how I recall <laughs> this happening. I do remember it was shockingly easy to write. I do believe also that I didn't give him the full novel. <laughs> I think I gave him like a chunk of it, and he liked it. And I know we added chapters after it went to the editor. I know she was like, we need a chapter here, one here, one here. And so I did that. But yeah, he's under the impression that I'm the fastest writer in the world. And it is uh, not, I mean, I can write fast. Anyone can write fast, but it doesn't mean it's good. So there's a lot of, there's some thought that goes into these books. I'm afraid so. Would that it were not true. I know, because it took me eight years to write that book in this, Mm -hmm. you know, I had, Mm -hmm. in fact, that's why I had to get the River Shack. Yes. It's in order to write the book that ended up being called The Waters. So I was, 
wanting somebody to come in with a little more energy than that. So I think <laughs> I you're know. goosing me a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Eight years sounds pages. about right for me. I'm like, yeah. that sounds good. Eight years. I can do eight years. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. It's great. The problem is I wish my, my edit, my agent just loved everything I did instantly. And unfortunately he's got taste. So oh, it's no. the worst. I know. I wish he just instantly was like, wonderful. We'll sell it. And he, he doesn't. He's wow, like, they pick and choose. Eh? Well, sometimes they're former editors themselves. And that's, that's where you got to be careful with your agent. <laughs> make sure make sure oh. you don't get a former editor or they'll actually know how to edit things and they'll know how to make something better or they'll recognize that it's not or they'll recognize it's it really not be. there and oh. maybe you should just scrap it and rewrite the whole thing yeah Jeez. Mm. well some people might know you because you have a podcast i do with my sister yeah it's called fuse eight and kate we uh we look at picture books and determine if they're classics or if they're crap uh, she knows nothing about picture books. I know way too much. And so I introduce her to one. I'll be like, look, this is called The Very Hungry Caterpillar. And she'll be like, oh, let's see. And then she'll read it. And then we'll discuss it and determine if it should be a classic or not. That is a great plan to have someone who knows nothing. That was you. how I pitched it to her. And so I did. And then she was like, so I'm the idiot. I'm like, no, 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 no. You are the untrampled snow. You are, you are untouched. You are pure. And, uh, and I come in with too much. And, Has and there it be, you go. been a problem that she's becoming a little smarter about it? Fortunately, we already ran through all the famous ones. <laughs> so the really famous ones. You can always find potential classics. The rule being they have to be at least 20 years old. Um, she doesn't keep up. Oh, that's not true. She's beginning to keep up with the contemporary ones. That's so in 20 years, we're going to be in real trouble. But oh, at this so point, you've she's been still okay. trying to like, you probably send her like bottles of vodka and stuff. And absolutely. Just whatever absolutely. she can do to you know, ignore the world of, it's, it's amazingly easy to ignore the world of picture books if you don't have children. Though. So <laughs> she's fine. Yeah. I know, but you're, you're, uh, you're podcast is so good when oh, one when one wants to hear about a particular book and your blog oh yes which is called a, a fuse number eight production it's hosted by school library journal and i have learned much about when i want to buy math oriented children's books yes. for my nieces and oh nephews. that's wonderful yes because i was on the mathical committee for the uh gives out the annual math awards mathematicians and teachers and the occasional librarian coming up with the best math books of the year it's a great award yeah yeah oh so they get an award for that that's yeah good. yeah they actually there's actually an award for it and uh they are picky I've been in the room where they've been like, this book says it has numbers, but it actually has numerals. And everyone's like, woo! And I'm like, what's that? So I was not the most useful. I was useful just in terms of quality of the book. But when it came to the math, they'd be like, I did all the calculations that the character in this illustration is doing on the board. They check out. I'd be like, oh, good. That's uh, not something I'm sure they thought anyone would do. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. I know. There's like, it's funny in my novel, there's only the tiniest amount of math, mm-hmm. but it's it's sort of high-toned math. Oh, so yeah, I'm yeah. I'm kind of wondering if how that's going to go. You're going to need a, you're going to need a, what, a, a math reader for you uh, before you, before I you did. go to press. Actually, oh, there you go. There I did. Go, yeah. I had my math, gonna... you know, I was, I was supposed to get a PhD in math, and so oh. my math PhD advisor has been my literary assistant oh that's fantastic book, so. i saw you had a math related wizard of oz book on your shelf so, I, know, yeah. <laughs> I know and i actually can't understand a lot of it yeah. i thought i could yeah. i thought i could yeah so i i you know i used to be a smarty pants mm-hmm. but you know you know writing that'll ruin you oh yeah 
Because you get involved in whatever. And, you know, it's funny because we are kind of supposed to be experts in whatever we write about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're, we're the biggest fakers right, in exactly. the world. <laughs> it's like, fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, um, it sort of fascinates me that you are a picture book writer and now you're doing the middle grade, which mm-hmm. is critical, I know, because there's not enough of them. I know there are less. They do take longer to read. Uh, so I do read, we, you know, my library creates the 101 great books for kids list every year. We just finished for 2023. So we've, we've finished officially for the year because I get all the books early. So, but in the past, we've had a problem with getting enough people to read the middle grade fiction. They're long. You can read a picture book. I, I read five picture books the first half of my lunch period every day, and it's boom, 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 you're done. But a middle grade novel, that takes time and effort. And, and, and this year we had an amazing crew, of, and they were willing, and they read through everything. And oh, so man. We have a really strong middle grade list. But, yeah, there, there's not as many as picture books, but then there's not as many stars in the sky as picture books that come out every year. So many picture books come out many, in a given year. Many, many people want to do picture books. They, and many, many people publish picture books. We've got more small publishers than ever before. So there's just a plethora. And plus we're getting in more imports from overseas. So now we're getting picture books from overseas where we weren't before because people are willing to translate them. And, and don't woo. famous people want to do picture books? They do. That's I never trust that. Uh well, there's different types of famous people. There's the famous celebrities who are famous for being celebrities, and they write children's books. I just recently interviewed Ginger Spice of the Spice Girls. I saw her. Uh, yeah, exactly. And she didn't, she didn't do a picture book. She did an honest-to-goodness middle-grade novel. So I give her extra points for that. Yeah, I'm like, well done, you. That's, that takes more effort. But most of the time, they don't even write them. I know someone who wrote George Foreman's oh. picture book, Ghost Wrote It, and her, her name's not even in there. So it, it does happen. But then you have the adult writers who think they can write for kids. And those are worse, in a way. I don't know. Once in a while, you get a great one. There's a David Sedaris book coming out next year with Ian Falconer that is the most twisted little thing. Maury Sendak, in his grave, is giving him applause. It is the greatest, Ooh. weirdest little book. So that so they can it can be done. Dave Eggers, he's touch and go. Sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not. But and George he's- Saunders did that great book. Uh, oh, the the grappers of Fripp. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sh- yeah, yeah, with I'm not uh, Lane sure Smith. It's really, yeah. a children's book because it, yeah. I think mostly adults read it. But. I think that's true, but Lane Smith really has fondness for it. I reviewed a book he has out this year called Stickler Loves the World, where it looks like one of the grappers of Fripp, and I mentioned that in a review I wrote of it, and he was very happy that someone remembered the grappers of Fripp by George Saunders. So yeah, it can happen, but um. Half the time, uh, an adult author writing for kids, I don't know. I, I get very, I'm, I'm very quizzical. I'm like, mm, uh, let's see. Do you just think it's shorter? <laughs> or do you, or, or did you or, think um, this was going to be easy? Did so you think it was going to be easy? Break. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. I feel the same way about romances. Like some people are cynical that, oh, anybody can write a romance. Oh, they yeah. Can't. No, 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 no. They just, oh, yeah. However, your aunt. She was Judy very good at romances. Meyer, yes. Back in the day, I grew up reading her Harlequin romances as a kid, and then my aunt quietly saying to my mom, I don't think those are appropriate for her. <laughs> I know, she actually yeah. has some sexy stuff. Oh, there was some very sexy stuff in there. I learned a lot from my aunt's <laughs> Harlequin romance novels, yes. I just thought that was a normal thing that one did. So you have an aunt who writes, who has written romances, mm-hmm. now writes science, and then you have a mother who was a fabulous poet. She's a great poet. She is a great so poet. So none of you... Step on each other's territory. No, I had a. I even had another aunt who wrote uh, thrillers. 
So there Whoa. you go. Wrote a, wrote a, you know, a Washington thriller once. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. And now that I know you're not doing YA, I th- almost thought there was an overlap because Judy is d- going to do a YA. But you're... I don't even touch trade. YA. She did, y- she did YA before YA was cool. I remember yeah. also growing up, she wrote a, a YA, but there was no YA market. You had your, what, your Christopher Pike... And you had a little of R.L. Stein when he was doing some of his Fear Street for Teens, but uh, and Sweet Valley High, and then V.C. Andrews, who didn't even do YA, but uh, everyone read them anyway, uh, in middle school. And then that was it. There was no market for it. Now today, of course, there's a huge market for it. So really, oh, yeah. so it really is almost a new invention. Almost entirely. But she did it before it was uh, before it was cool. So yeah, yeah. Well, that just shows how cool she is. She's very cool. Yeah. She's very cool. She was on the cusp. She was on the cusp of the movement. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I see. I wrote some things on my hand <laughs> to ask you. I asked your mom what to ask you. Oh, no. And uh, she's like, you should ask her what was, what were you afraid that, I, now I don't remember how it was phrased. Okay. What I fear nothing. What? <laughs> what would you be afraid she would tell me to ask you? Oh, what? Ooh, now that's a good she did tell question. Me that, she yeah. did tell me to ask you what it was like doing a podcast with your sister. Oh, that was my idea. Because um, my sister had, so I moved to Evanston, Illinois. I got a job there after I worked for New York Public Library. And then she moved back to the Chicago area, but then she moved to Evanston as well. And well, no, but this is even before she moved to Evans. She had moved to the Chicago area, and I had always wanted a podcast. I had started one on my own, and then I discovered that it was a lot of work, and I wasn't getting paid for it, and I had to edit it. And oh, those th- combination of the three things was not <laughs> pleasant. And I was like, none of this I'll is just good. Do a blog. I'll just continue with the blog. I did, and also I, I, it was a whole thing. And if I wanted interviews, I'd have to get a whole person over there. And that's a thing. And it's like, I wasn't up for it. So I had tried to do a podcast in New York at one point, but it was a, it just kind of went down after seven episodes. And then with my sister, I was like, well, she it doesn't have any. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't have any hobbies. So <laughs> except so, clean, she keeps a very clean house. She keeps I a clean heard. house, but that's boring. Do you keep so, a clean house? I do not. Okay. I do not keep a clean house. I keep a house. And that's the most you can say about it. Uh, yes. And so I was like, okay, so she has no hobbies. Um, and uh, she probably wouldn't mind editing. So it was a lot of assumptions going into this one. So I was like, hey, and I pitched her the podcast and uh, she was up for it. She was up for it. And uh, she's been disappointed that, uh, you know, our school, we're, we're hosted now by School Library Journal. So we actually do get paid for it now. Oh, nice. Which was very nice. Um, she's a little disappointed they don't promote us more, um, you know, and, and so she's the one who was always, like, trying to make swag for us and pushing <gasps> for us to do stuff at conferences. I'm, I'm much more of a laid back, like, no, we, we did the thing. We're done. We got, we, maybe we get five listeners, maybe we get 500. I don't, I don't care. you guys are yeah. a good pair. We are, because um, I'm I'm not interested in promoting it, but if she wants to, sure. Great. Why not? And I heard, though, that the two of you sometimes go to the American Library Association We do. Meeting, I don't know how this happened. as the winner, dressed uh, in, in some way that evokes the winner. The Caldecott winner, okay. usually. Yes. I don't think we've ever done anything with the Newberry winner. We did not do it this last year because uh, Kate disliked the book so much. Oh. Um, because I, on the podcast, we I do have a, an episode where we try to predict what will win the Caldecott. And I almost inevitably have the winner as one of the 
like three books that I present. I don't, yeah. We don't know which one's going to be, but it's usually one of the three. I am very good luck with that. Unfortunately, this year of the three books, the one she hated the most was the one that won the Calicut. So we did uh, we did not do the, the, the banquet this year. Um, I have high hopes that hopefully, I think it'll be in San Diego next. Hopefully it'll be a book she prefers. So we'll see. Wow, yeah, yeah, that yeah, I guess you could have a little bad feeling. She wouldn't could want to. Was a bit. Was a bit. Yeah. yeah it was too bad. Well, no. I, I was at a book signing with Catherine Roy and she oh, was wearing Roy. she was wearing a dress she had made herself hmm. out of her book. Like Catherine she Roy. Made, she was pretty She's classy. got a book out this year that I think has a real shot at a well, Calvary. She's got the sex yeah. book. Well, it's a sex book, but it's not the sex book. Oh, I like okay. the sex book okay. fine, yeah. but that's not going to win Buffkiss. That is called more of this. yeah, more of more of uh, more mm-hmm. of us, more of more of some. You're right. It's something more. like that. I okay. like it. It is very advanced um, as a picture book, uh, sort of an older picture book, I'd say. No, she's got one of an that she illustrated of an astronomer, a female astronomer, where it, she pairs the creation of a star with this woman's life, and uh, it's done beautifully Ooh. together. Oh, it's just one of the most gorgeous things. Uh, it's nonfiction. I don't think it actually is going to win in uh, Caldecott because they don't care for nonfiction unless it's biographies that don't have to do with science. But um, you never know. You never know. I like pushing these things just to try to poke the committee a little and be like, hey, check this book out. Hey, 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 check this book out. So we'll see. Wow, there's so much going on in that world. It was funny hearing hearing Emmy and David Small talk, Emmy mm-hmm. Castor and David Small talking, because like there was a whole world that I knew nothing about as oh, a writer. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they had they had things that I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I never, I try to write things on my hand that I can ask you, but you know, I don't <laughs> really. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I mean, mostly I want to say thanks for not trashing the place. Oh, you, you I haven't looked around like, yet, but sure. <laughs> you I like that you assume that. Yeah. You didn't have a big party. Sure, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't invite all my old Kamsu friends over at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 a great idea to go somewhere else. Do you think that you do maybe going somewhere else that doesn't have all the trappings it, of Unfortunately, your I, life? you know, my husband's like, you could write at home. I'm like, yeah. But I can't. I, I think it does help to have a different a change of scenery, a uh, little nature. That's all I need. Yeah. And quiet. nobody called you with the, while you were gone and said, you've got to come home because we'll have an emergency. No, but there was a lot of texting the first day. I'll say that. There were a lot of people, because I left on a Friday, so my workmates were like, hey, this, hey, this, hey, this. I was like, nope, can't, la, 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 can't hear you. I'm in Michigan now. Bye. <laughs> Wait for Monday. Oh my yeah. goodness! Well, um, thank you for coming and filling it. Well, the place thank up you with for having energy. me. It's a lovely cabin. It's a lovely place to write, and uh, I got a lot of good work done here. Oh, great! Yeah. And thanks for being willing to talk to me on the big silver ball. Oh, no problem. I like the big. What we call is that a snowball? I think we yeah, call it's a it. Yeah, snowball. I, I like think. the snowball. Yeah, even though it has the word blue on it, and it I don't is know not blue. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, there's some kind of blue. Name I don't think on they it. understand what blue means. So that's yeah, confusing. Yeah, maybe but. blue like like. It could go raunchy, or maybe, or that's that's a nicer. I was like, or it could go sad. So, or it could go sad. <laughs> there you that's go. Right. Yeah. Range you know, of emotions here. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I have a million things to ask you, but I'm going to wrap it up. So maybe we'll meet again. We'll, we'll meet again. I'll podcast. have to come back sometime. There Excellent. you go. Alrighty. All right. Well, thank you very much, Betsy. And uh, signing out. Bye, bye, America. <laughs>